he looks like a and, shitty and extra from an NSYNC video. gentlemen welcome to the film find the greatest movie podcast ever assuming you've never listened to a podcast movie podcast before even i'm your host adam portress and we are back yet again and i'm joined by matt smith hey everybody oh my goodness yeah this hippy dippy stuff that's going to be because there's a little bit of hippy dippy talk in one of our new release reviews this week uh this week we're going to be reviewing jupiter ascending and seven sun why because we're masochists yeah. We really, you know, whatever. We just, you know, it's January, it's February. You know, you're in the doldrums, man. There's not a whole heck of a lot you can do, but just kind of uh, go. Mostly shit. Okay. I guess that's going to be a thing I'm going to be doing now is uh, reviewing cruddy movies for a while <laughs> until all the good ones come out. So, yep. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about those movies. Uh, do want to let everybody know. It's been a while since we've had iTunes reviews. Jump on out to iTunes, shoot us a review. We often mention it at the end of the show, so I don't think, you know, maybe you might not get all the way to Probably the end of the program. Probably thrown on, you're done. Yeah, but so, uh, you know, head on out to the iTunes. Uh, all the links are up on uh, thefilmfind.com. Just click that link, throw us a quick review, just a five-star and a couple of quick words. And, you know, this is the longest we've ever come back and really kept our, this thing going, and we really, really appreciate anybody who's listening. Uh, if you haven't yet, uh, please just drop us a quick review. That'd mean a whole lot to us. That helps uh, kind of get the word out. And tell a friend, because, you know, if you like please. this, chances are somebody else might, else might like it too, so... Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Like uh, we we've been doing this now for uh, th- three whole consecutive months. Yeah, right. Pl- plus some change, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, at least um, at least thirteen, fourteen, something like that is pretty good. Yeah. So uh, and and we're gonna keep keep on doing it. I fucking love it. It is a respite from the uh, <laughs> mania that is my weekly uh, academic life. So. Yeah, and, so, and I know, just I like doing podcasts. Shitty movies, and <laughs> you know, sometimes I come down really light uh, on some of those shitty movies, but it's mostly because they're like my relief for the week, and so yeah. <laughs> See, so especially you, shit, man, I'm because just like, yeah. All right. With all your studies and stuff, I mean, you get into like, you know, you can get into like a really heady place. And with some like, you know, artsy, fartsy films and stuff that you teach to, you know, you know, the kids who need to learn like, you know, the classics and all that stuff. Sometimes you just want to watch something that's garbage, too. You know? Yeah. You may well, not want to watch these I garbage films. Explain but explain to people why I like stuff constantly, uh, like like really in depth. Right. So like I, I get on here and I can be like, yeah, this is fun and this is good. And uh, I enjoyed this and didn't hate it. Um, and sometimes it's just the atmosphere. Like, you know what? Friday fucking morning. If I see your movie, uh, I'm probably going to like it a whole hell of a lot more if I, than if I watch it like Tuesday night after two days in a row of classes, uh, and, and teaching undergrads. So me, I I, I like it less if I have to pay for it, like right outright. (laughs) 
<laughs> Movie Pass has made me a little bit more forgiving on things, and that, and that's funny because you know a lot of times you see like uh, you know actual like you know hardened critics they don't they don't pay for screenings and stuff like that but they tend to you know hate stuff more. I tend to give stuff more of a pass even. I don't know because if I paid money, I think I don't know maybe I just like stuff. I like I like liking things. I know that sounds like fucking crazy talk for me who hates yeah, a lot of that fucking said, shit. We've but. seen some real garbage. Speaking of garbage, though, I'm going to talk about, uh, in our oh, What yes, You've Been please. Watching segment, I'm going to talk about a movie that ain't garbage. It's All the right, only, of, of the three films that opened this week of the major releases, this was the only one to still remain fresh on Rotten Tomatoes at 75%. I saw SpongeBob, I saw the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water. That my good friend uh, uh, Sean Keenan actually went and uh, he, he did a bit on uh, the live action portions of this. Um, this movie was fun. Uh, it's exactly what you want it to be. I mean, if you if you ever watched SpongeBob and got any kind of entertainment out of it, this is going to do that for you. Uh, the CGI stuff that's in real life, most of it's still underwater. I know a lot of people are like, oh, they, find, they put them in 3D and I don't like this and all this other kind of garbage. Um, the CGI stuff is not nearly as long as you might think it would be, especially, you know, from what you've seen in the trailers. It's still mostly a 2D, you know, kind of thing. Uh, so the, it's a whole, a whole, the Krabby Patty recipe has been stolen and, you know, it's, it's just fun. I, I don't need to explain to you what a SpongeBob plot is. Right. Uh, but eventually they get out into, uh, into the real world and they have to fight Antonio Banderas who has their, uh, you know, secret recipe and everything. And they get these superhero powers and stuff and, and it's fun. Uh, one of the highlights for this movie for me was um, uh, Matt Berry plays a time-traveling dolphin who has been watching Jupiter and Saturn for the last uh, 10,000 years and wants to make sure that they don't collide. That's the type of movie that this is. Any time that travels. That sounds great. <laughs> and, at the, and at the end of the movie, there's a rap battle. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> is it Antonio Banderas rapping? Oh no, no, no! That's it, it's Matt Berry as the dolphin okay. rapping against other people, and it and it's kind of in the toward the credit scenes and stuff, and it's dope. Okay, uh, so I'll definitely check that movie out. It I, is, I, I have been looking forward to it. Marsha is not a huge uh, SpongeBob fan. But I mean, I, I wouldn't consider myself a huge fan either. But yeah, uh, but I enjoy I, I, it. Yeah, it's fun you for know? what it is. You know, if it's on, uh, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, I definitely don't change the channel because it is funny. Yeah, but I mean, I'll say this though. I mean, the three D the three D animation is actually stellar. It's really one of the better times I've seen it kind of done in in the recent past. Um, it looks great on the on the trailer. Like I was I was skeptical when I saw posters, but uh, you know I've seen the trailer a few times now, and I think it looks good just in that. The lighting is done really well. It's just like they took time and effort when they when they did this. It wasn't just we're gonna slap some you know three D animated sprite into a thing. They took they obviously took reference and they're like okay the lights coming from here we need to shade this correctly the you know the tones of all of you know their their flesh if you will are mm -hmm. all correct and uh, it, it works it's 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 a lot of fun. Awesome. Do you do you know if it was uh, like all the original kind of creative talent was back? Um, I believe so. Yeah. So pretty much okay. all the, all the voices and everything I believe are all is pretty much everybody is, uh, is back as it, uh, so, uh, Paul Tibbet was the, actually the, uh, the director. Um, he did, he did like some other, he did, I think like two or three other SpongeBob, but well, let's see. Yeah, he did the SpongeBob SquarePants movie in 04. So, okay. You know, so he, Good. he's a, he's got a, he's got wow, a, it's uh, been 10 years. That's crazy, right? So that means, Jesus. and and that came out later in the SpongeBob, you know, kind of uh, era 
So Spongebob, yeah, no, I, oh my gosh. I was, I was working for uh, Consolidated Theaters at the time. So that's, uh, Spongebob that's is nuts. way older than we even all thought. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's nuts, That man. means Ren and Stimpy is, what, 25 moment? Gotta be. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oof, I was watching that shit when I was seven years old. Yeah, man. Uh, getting, <laughs> we're getting old. What was my grandmother boy? thinking? <laughs> <laughs> These kids are on drugs. Yeah. These kids have to be on drugs. Uh, the only other thing I've really watched is um, uh, still chugging some uh, Game of Thrones. Ended season two now, so uh, still digging, still working. I uh, got a, a decent bit to go here before uh, season five comes out, but yeah, kind of plugging away at that. Uh, let's see. The only other thing, um, I just basically I'll talk about how we see um, we saw Captain uh, Captain the Adventures of Captain Marvel on uh, my other podcast here, movie podcast. Uh, we discussed the first four chapters of the first ever superhero movie ever, Captain Marvel uh, from nineteen forty one, Curse of the Scorpion. Um, pretty good. I gotta say, uh, we we're very, we were all pretty shocked about how decent it was, and uh, so we talk about that. But uh, for what it is and what they were looking to do in the time, it's uh, it's better than most of those, you know, kind of serials from that era for sure. Don't you dare besmirch the Dick Tracy serials. No, that's well, I'm, I said a lot of them. <laughs> I'm talking like I'm talking like things like Captain Cody, crap like that. Yeah, that shit sucks. It's terrible. So this is like this is good stuff for what it is for the kind of genre that it is. Dick Tracy yeah. would be a little bit different. I'd put Most that of that's kind of on YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's totally so on YouTube just... and it's all public domain and stuff. So yeah. go check it out. I mean, it's super simple. And uh, sometimes, just an FYI, throwing this out there, a lot of uh, really good copies of some of this stuff is on uh, archive.org. dot org. Ah yes, the Internet Archive. So uh, you know, if YouTube uh, doesn't have something that you think looks so great, check out archive.org. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just like a dupe. Uh, yeah, it's a junk that But uh, sometimes it's you know much better quality because it's an open archive and uh, like collectors upload their shit there. Indeed. So. All right. So what have you been watching this week, sir? Uh, well, I saw um, one good-ish movie and <laughs> one not so great movie. Uh, so the, the first one, uh, I'll just, uh, say is the bad one, uh, preservation. It's a new film, uh, from Christopher Denham, who's an actor. Um, he wrote and directed this. It's his second feature. I haven't seen his first. Um, but, uh, basically it's, um, about this woman and her husband, um, and, and his brother, go out on a hunting camping trip um, on this kind of abandoned, closed uh, wildlife preserve. Um, and in the middle of the night, all of their shit gets stolen. Uh, their, um, their, uh, the brother, uh, played by Pablo Schreiber, who uh, some people might know from The Wire, um, but... Uh, he was, he's ex-military, so uh, initially they think maybe he's fucking with them uh, and, and maybe having a PTSD episode. But it very quickly turns out that, that that's not what's going on. Um, I didn't hate this movie. It's competently made. It's well shot. The acting's good. Uh, what sucks about it is the script. Uh, completely illogical character motivation, um, like people just do not behave like human beings would behave in this situation. Uh, of course, uh, this is not spoiling anything because it's just the type of movie it is. Of course, the two brothers get killed off pretty early on and the woman 
uh, has to take matters into her own hands. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, she just kills these, uh, the, like her attackers in ways that are completely not necessary. Right. She has a gun that she gets off of one of them at one point and, uh, fucking does not use it either the first two times. And then the last time she doesn't even try to use the gun. Uh, she like concocts this elaborate trap where she's hanging upside down in a tree to like strangle this dude. Uh, and of course it like one, why would you do that? You have a fucking gun when he's out there in the open, kill him. Um, but also of course that ends up with like another 15 minutes of movie time because, uh, she, she of course does not succeed in strangling the guy and gets recaptured. And then there has to be like a whole other set of unbelievable circumstances for her to get, uh, free again. It's just uh, like the characters act uh, in ways that are overtly stupid and and not they do not make sense. Hmm. Uh, so I'd say um, you know it's an interesting kind of genre exercise, but uh, really, if you're in the mood to watch something like this, you can watch anything from uh, the most dangerous game, right from the 30s. Uh, you can watch um, a perfect getaway the David Twohey film mm-hmm. uh, from a few years back is uh, kind of along the same lines, but so much better. Um, in fact, yeah, just watch perfect getaway. That movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so preservation, whatever, who cares? It was okay. It was well-made, but uh, ultimately just kind of sucked. Hmm. Um, another movie that I saw and I really, uh, I really enjoyed it personally. It's really short, uh, which works to its, uh, its credit. Uh, it's like 75-ish minutes, um, is the new film from Bobcat Goldthwaite. Uh, it came out kind of the tail end of last year, earlier uh, earlier in 2014. It was on the like festival circuit, kind of came out somewhat recently. Um, Willow Creek, it's about uh, Bigfoot, or about a couple in search of Bigfoot. Uh, it's a found footage film. And I have to say that uh, it's a really slow burn of a movie. There's not much to it. It's uh, Bobcat Goldthwait himself kind of uh, described it as the the Blair Squatch Project, <laughs> uh, uh, and and it really is right. So like, there's a lot of a lot of them hearing noises in the woods and sitting there with the camera on them as they react to shit that's happening that we can't quite make out. But there are some really amazing. Um, little bits and pieces uh, throughout the film that really do build up suspense. And uh, I, I really dug it actually uh, that that's partially because I have uh, like my own proclivity toward uh, found footage movies. Um, I, I don't hate them like most people do. I find it really interesting as a formal exercise. Um, but this one's done really well. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. I, I don't know if he believes in Bigfoot um, but it seems that he's done his homework in the very least, um, even on like kind of esoteric parts of uh, Sasquatch lore, right? Mm. Uh, things like forest brides and shit like that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I say check this out. Willow Creek was uh, was pretty fun, and uh, there's there's some comedy, but it's not it's not like uh, his his previous works, uh, and it's it's definitely not something you would expect from Bobcat. Um, so that's, that's what I've been watching. I do want to make one quick plug about a a comic, uh, that's coming out in trade paperback this week, um, in comic shops. It's not going to be out for another two weeks if you're looking for it in bookstores or online. Like a rube. 
Yeah, like, like Rube. Um, but if you go to your comic shop, it's supposed to be out uh, this week, at least according to like all of the comic sites that I'm on, right? Um, it's uh, Trees, the new comic from uh, Warren Ellis, uh, put out by Image. Uh, the trade paperback's going to be like 15 bucks for, um, I think it's like the first six or seven issues. Um, and that it's great. It's, uh, like high minded science fiction, but it's really kind of also kind of pulpy. And, uh, Warren Ellis is one of my favorite writers and trees is fucking awesome. So check that out. I dig some Warren Ellis. It's this one's really good. Okay. Cool. So there you go. All right. Well, with that, let's get into our first new release review of this week. Here is the uh, trailer, and I and I picked this trailer for a specific reason. I'll talk about it after it, but here is the uh, trailer for Seventh Son. Signs of evil are everywhere. And now we have this beast. I thought you might protect us. Did you miss me? Our world is divided between light and darkness. You are the seventh son of the seventh son. What exactly do we do? Since the beginning of time, we have protected mankind. Teach me. You think humanity is good? There is evil inside every one of them. They use you. And they will throw you to the fire. Why choose them? If you see a witch, kill it. We're not all evil, you know. This is your most important test. Use everything I taught you. Was the trailer for Seven Sun, our first new release review of this week. Here is the IMDb plotline. Young Thomas is approached to be the local spook to learn to fight evil spirits. His first great challenge comes when his powerful uh, mother, Malkin, escapes her confident, or her confident, uh, wait a minute, confinement. There's the word I'm looking for. Uh, while the spook is away. This is starring uh, Ben Barnes, Julianne Moore, Jeff Bridges, Alicia Van Corn, blah, 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 whatever her last name is, Jaiman Huntsu. Why can I name that one correctly uh directed by sergey bardov okay sure uh but apparently i guess this is based on uh, some books or some such yeah apparently i didn't do my homework on that i, didn't I will either. say this director uh made um uh an amazing uh 
film a few years back called uh, Mongol, The Rise of Genghis Khan. Okay. Uh, that you guys should all check out. It's pretty fucking pretty fucking dope. Okay, cool. Uh, so he, he, I think he got this film based on the strength of like some of the epics that he had done. Um, he's made some stuff in between that stuff, but uh, I don't know. It just, I, I think that's probably how he ended up with this job. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this movie it was uh, very often delayed. Uh, now the reason I played that particular trailer is that trailer uh, was posted a year ago. Uh-huh. And Jeff Rizzo's voice is different, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so they went through, I know they had to go back through, redub his voice and everything. I know that was probably a big stickler. But this thing has probably been on the shelf at least two years. Um, I was, yeah, it, it's, if the trailer, if that trailer was posted a solid year ago or just over, um, that means the finished film has been on at least a year and a half, been been finished. Yeah. Because right? this finished. was not something like Jupiter Ascending where they were throwing it fucking together last week or whatever. Yeah, this was, uh, th- they had been done, and you look at the trailer and the CGI is just pretty much all exactly what you saw in the film. So it's nothing that's like, oh, that's what they had to go back and do. No, they knew they had a not so great film on their hands and they were they just pushed it back. Because I saw the trailer like two years ago and then it just kind of dropped off the face of the earth and you saw it again and then it dropped off for a little while longer. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that movie's finally coming out? Well, that's got to be terrible. And, um, yeah, it's not very good. This movie is uh, currently running at, I want to say it was around 10-ish percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not looking so hot right now. Last time I saw it, it was sitting at 10. And uh, I think that's a little a little unfair. Um, oh, yeah, and we'll we'll talk about other movies that are not so <laughs> yeah. great percentage. Well, it's, and, well I mean, in, in our – just to throw it out there, right, like our other review, Jupiter Ascending, is sitting a good, I think, 10% above that. And uh, I think this movie's better uh, just because, it, like, for what it is, it's a better movie for what it is than Jupiter Ascending is for what Jupiter Ascending is. I'm just going to throw that out there. We don't have to talk about Jupiter Ascending. But uh, we'll get into it. But uh, so this movie is kind of just a standard swords and sandals kind of thing. Swords and sorcery going on. Um, There's nothing special about it. I didn't find it that offensive either. Uh, I, you know, I didn't go and see this Friday morning. That was a joke. But but, uh, you know, I I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I don't know I'll that I that. hate it, but that, I, I that's, certainly that's didn't like, like it. <laughs> I know that's damning with faint praise, but whatever. I didn't hate it. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie, I was just, I was totally kind of over this thing. Quick, fun story. Um, so, like, there were so few screenings of this movie that, like, I was going to use Movie Pass, and so I was just like, I was kind of torn because when I got out seeing Jupiter Ascending, because that was the first thing that I did see on Friday. Right. And then it was just like, well, if you want to wait to see a 2D screening of um, of um, fucking Seven Sun, uh, you got to wait like two hours. I'm like, well, I don't really want to wait two hours for this. So I was just like, well, the SpongeBob movie's playing. I'll go watch the SpongeBob movie. I did that. And then I could have probably went to see that, but I was like, yeah, you know what? I've been here long enough. I'm kind of done. And uh, any other time that I was looking to go, you know, check out the flick, 
it was just they they had so few screenings of it, especially in two D, that you know I got around to the point today where it's like, well, I got to see this movie before we start the podcast. Uh, so the only thing that was shown was a three D movie, and it was about uh-huh. you know like eight fifty or something like that at the AMC. So it wasn't bad as as far as money goes. So I was like, fuck it, I don't like you know whatever, I'll put it down. But I didn't pay full freight to see this movie, so fear not, film fine fans. Uh, I did not pay to see this movie because um, they never turned the 3D on. Huh. They never, I was just like, I was waiting, watching the trailers, going, okay, all right. Sooner or later, they're going to put on the little thing there that goes, hey, go through, put on your 3D glasses and watch the 3D trailers, and then we'll go into the 3D movie. It never happened. So it was a 2D movie the entire time, and I go out and bitch and uh, at the end of the show because I'm like, I can't not watch this because we got a fucking show to review here, man. Uh, so that's what I do for you folks. Um, <laughs> so I watched it, and then I went out and I was just like, hey, man, uh, so I'm going to need my money back on this. He's just like, well, it's past the thing and whatever. Like, we can't give refunds. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I paid. He's like, I can give you a free ticket. I'm like, I don't want a fucking free ticket. I'm like, yeah. I got movie pass. That don't mean jack shit to me. And if it, this was a 2D movie, I'd have used my movie pass, and that'd have been fine. I've been okay right. with that. But this was a 3D movie. I paid 3D price, even though it's you know it's not your 15 bucks or whatever. But still, it's more than what the regular 2D ticket would have cost. I'm like, you got to give me that money, son. And he's just like, well, I can't do, I can't do. That. I'm like, no. I was like, that was the only thing that was wrong with it. I go, oh no, that's where you'd be wrong. I was like, that's just the big egregious part that's wrong. The other part is that you know the only you know real surround speaker that was working was up in the front left. I was like, you want to, you want me to go down line by line of whatever. Thing was wrong and he's just like let me go get what give me your card <laughs> he put it yeah. back on there so it's like hey look man I'll, I'll rape you for all of you every single dime you took from me because it's it's payback time bitches so amc south boulevard again calling you out bitches boom um but despite <laughs> again. that again yeah that's two weeks in a row fuckers and i didn't even complain i didn't even go to anybody complain the fact that spongebob was playing on a 235 screen and was not matter properly matted i didn't even complain about that so i'm like i took a little bit back so you know i'm trying to lighten up a little bit but if you keep fucking up i gotta bring the hammer you know what i'm saying anyways back to how bad this movie is uh it is boring there's nothing that really goes on in this the story is just lame sauce um, this kid has no charisma whatsoever. That's the worst part of it. He Honestly, is so like, white bread. Like the blondness of the story is almost standard in these types of like things. Like there's a fucking prophecy and this bad thing comes back. Like who gives a shit? The plot is what the plot is. Yeah. This kid is boring as shit. No he- chemistry or charisma to him whatsoever. Uh, yeah, you're right on there, man. fully agree he's just like he just sits there and like some of the writing was just so stupid it's just like and what's your name tom tom are you fucking kidding me where's your friend barry come on go fuck yourself how about just say thomas this is kind of like an old school thing here you know what's your name ricky (laughs) fuck off so stupid um I'm going to say the most controversial thing that's ever been said i know i'm going to get a lot of shit from this from a lot of people i'm sure you'll probably jump on that board I'm tired of Jeff Bridges. Tired of him. I'm 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 like he's approaching Johnny Depp level for me. I don't give a fuck what he does anymore. I'm tired of his <laughs> shtick. I'm tired of this fucking he's been riding off of this goddamn Big Lebowski for the past 20 fucking years and I'm goddamn tired of it. He's playing the same shit every time. Now yeah, Rooster Cogburn was great. It was different. Outside of that, what have you done for me lately? This is just yeah. kind of a half rip off of that sort of thing thrown in with this is Rooster Cogburn and the dude and he looks silly. 
throughout the entire thing. His makeup is absolutely awful. That's not his fault, but the rest of it is his fault. It's not good. Well, it's I'm not just 20 so, years. I'm so, let, let, let's just at least say that. It's not 20 years. How I mean, old is that movie? It's I mean, at least 15. Yeah, but, but he's done stuff since then that, that is good. What's been, right? what's like, really knocked you out of the park? That he's, that he's done? Yeah. Uh, the door in the floor he was fucking awesome in. That was like 2004 or five or some shit. Uh, actually right after Big Lebowski, uh, that movie with, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Tim Robbins, uh, Arlington Road. Arlington Road was good. I'll give you Arlington Road. Um, but I think would, that was more. I think that was more Arlington Road being a good fucking, movie than his performance. I'll just say. I that. guess Crazy Heart a few years back was fucking awesome. Okay, but still, that's a, that's a little sticky of what he's been doing as of late. But keep going. I mean, I guess, but but that's it, right? Like, and I didn't see The Giver last year, uh, I so I can't did. say anything about that. But I like The Giver, so I'm willing to at least see that movie. But I'm just right? kind of like, tired I of it, you know. I don't think that. Well, one, he doesn't make as many movies as Johnny Depp. No, that's true. At least at least he's not bombarding two, us every year. <laughs> and two, like even though Johnny Depp's been on a fucking long ass streak, it is longer in continuum than Jeff Bridges' losing streak has been. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not putting them on the same category yet. I'm saying he's working his way <laughs> towards there if he doesn't be careful. Plus, he was in Tron Legacy, man. I enjoyed that movie. It was fucking nothing, Listen, but I enjoy that shit. I en- uh, and I was talking with the cat <laughs> at the theater about it. He's just like, because he asked me what I thought of the movie, and I was just like, man, I'm kind of tired of Jeff Bridges. And he's like, come on, man. It's like Tron Legacy. I'm like, look, Tron Legacy, had this. it was the same thing that Tron was. It's yes. pretty to look at. The soundtrack is awesome, but the story is crap. So, yeah, but he's all right because he's playing himself. Eh, you know, yeah, he doesn't okay. he doesn't do much in there. I mean, it's you know, I can't, yeah, exactly. I can't count I can't I can't count that against him because there's not much there. <laughs> but I mean, for example, I mean the whole. So so we were talking about it before the show last week about how you know I was doing something really nerdy by listening to some white noise of uh you know Star Trek engine sounds while I was going to sleep just <laughs> exactly. as a as a funny experiment experiment. But Jeff Bridges did the thing, and you mentioned to me like, "Hey man, check out the thing they did in the Super Bowl." I missed that commercial, so I didn't see it. Uh, so I was just I went to his Squarespace site, which don't oh, yeah. don't fucking kid yourself, kids. This is all an advertisement for Squarespace. Oh, it is all that. Um, so it's I a went, good one. No, it's a good it's a it's a good ad. It's a good ad, and it makes you think that he actually put that website together. I don't buy that for a fucking second, but it makes you think that he did. No. Um, so I, I went through and I was just like, I'm gonna give this a shot. I'm gonna put this on here. Um, first track is just it's all him kind of weird mumbling and shit by the time i got to track two i'm just like fuck this noise there's no way i can sleep to this it sounds like a murderer oh go to sleep oh sleep's good wake up go to sleep wake up go to sleep wake up i'm about to have a fucking nervous heart attack over here stop it i saw him on conan like i saw a preview i didn't even watch the program i saw him on a preview for conan just doing this ohm shit with the fucking just stop it jeff stop it just be a buddhist man be a fucking 60 year old man and stop being a weirdo but he's a buddhist you can't can't hate him for like pimping out uh so is so is carl and lenny from the simpsons and you know what i never see them do that shit just saying well they're (laughs) fictional they're fictional characters don't you lie to me Anyways, this movie was fairly crap. Um, I, I don't understand any of the kind of, you know, quote-unquote logic that's involved with some of this stuff. It's like you, you find out, like, you know, 
somebody's like a half this and a half that and the other, yeah. and it doesn't really make any sense. It has no dumb, bearing on the plot right? it's a, whatsoever. It's a, it's a dumb movie uh, that I don't know. Like I, it wasn't that long. I enjoyed myself more often than not because I didn't give a shit about anything that was going on. Mm. I didn't find anything egregiously awful about it. Like, yeah, is Jeff Bridges just doing his Jeff Bridges thing? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's fun. I, I had fun watching uh, Julianne Moore, like, chew up some scenery. That was all right. She, she was, her o- character, she her was character's okay. fucking awful, and she's overacting, but that's also kind of the point uh, of that. No, but, I mean, you're right. But at the same time, it's just like they, you know, there's the whole she plays a witch thing and everything. Yeah. Couldn't they have made, like, you know, witchy, like, like her witch, like a quote unquote attire and makeup and all that jazz are really not all that bad, you know? And then, so there's like a thing where she has like this sequence where she's uh, seducing, you know, Jeff Bridges' character and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, she looks really good. And yeah. then so when he gets out of the trance and everything, he looks at her like, oh, my God, hideous. I'm like, her makeup's just a little fucked up and her hair's bad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, well, she's not she's not disgusting. So, so here's the other thing I want to talk to you about this movie. Uh, uh, the the budget information is apparently nowhere to be found online. Yeah, we, we confirmed this before the show. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that money went. I don't know how much it was. I guarantee you it was not the budget of something like Jupiter Ascending. Oh, no, not even close. But I do feel like you saw it on the screen. Like, this, the the, the special effects in this movie are pretty well done. Uh, I don't think that that was, like, the special effects are not the reason that Seventh Son was delayed. No. Seventh Son was delayed because it's pretty bad. Uh, it was going to make all of its money internationally, which it fucking has some like, uh, $90 million. Astounding. Um, uh, internationally, but, but it it came out here last. It's been out internationally for a while, I think. Um, but yeah, so, so like, that's not all that surprising, right? Um, it, it feels like it's a finished film. What, what kind of separates it from, our other review, if you want to like use this as a segue, I don't fucking know or care. We can keep mm. talking about Seventh Son. Uh, what separates it is that Jupiter Ascending feels like it needed a lot more work done. Yeah. To be as bad as it was. Yeah, I think the majority of the budget for this for this movie definitely came from whatever the CGI is. Because I think you take a lot of the CGI on this, this movie... It ain't very expensive to produce. I'm I'm talking like yeah. under twenty mil for what they well under twenty mil right. for you what know, they maybe, did just a live action some, stuff. Maybe some change was added for like ADR and stuff like that. Like okay, cool. Um, but and yeah, I, I like, don't begrudge like, I feel them like doing you that. See the money on the screen at least. Um, Jupiter sending you definitely see the money on the screen, but Jesus Christ, what do they spend it on? <laughs> Indeed. All right, so that's uh, you know a, a, a tepid recommendation from you and a yeah, fairly I'll much. Say, man, this, you know what? You know when the time to watch this is the same time all you motherfuckers out there would watch Conan the Barbarian. It's Sunday or Saturday afternoon, in the middle of the day while you're having a couple of brews. You'll sit down, you watch Seventh Son, and it'll be like. Yeah, that wasn't awful. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not watching shit anyway. Watch like, you know, it's it's a Netflix streamer. Have have at it. Yeah, and I kept thinking while watching, I was just like, man, if this was like straight to video, I'd actually be really impressed. Yeah. 
I was like, this isn't, this isn't, uh, this doesn't feel like a like a real blockbuster effort. But it feels like if if I, if it had just been like a streaming VOD thing, I'd have been like, hey, they did a pretty good job with that. But yes. not definitely not a rush out to the theater to see for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's a nice rental at home that you can you can yeah. kill uh, you know a buck forty seven yeah, with. Man, even if even if you're spending like three bucks on Amazon Prime or you know iTunes or whatever the fuck, yeah. it, it, like I'd say it's worth that even. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can agree with that. So it's a it's a it's a solid give this a chance streaming wise movie. Yeah, don't rush out. But uh, all right, so uh, that is it for uh, review number one. Now we're gonna jump into our second new release review of this week. Here is the trailer for Jupiter Ascending. You're the perfect hunting machine. Fearless, relentless. You've been searching for one thing your whole life. And she's down there. Make sure this is the right one. It's her. Good. Kill her. Who are you? I'm here to help you. It can be difficult for people from underdeveloped worlds to hear that their planet is not the only inhabited planet. Your Majesty, Cain was the best soldier I ever went into battle with. If she's what you say she is, we're not getting off this planet without a fight. Your Earth is a very small part of a very large industry. You're at somewhat of a disadvantage. Is that because he kidnapped me? Some lives will always matter more than others. That was the trailer for Jupiter sending our last new release review of this week. Uh, here is the IMDb plotline. In a bright and colorful future, a young uh, uh, destitute caretaker. Caretaker? That's a nice way of saying, you know, maid. Uh, Smile. Yeah. <laughs> Chip, something went weird on what? there. <laughs> Stupid Spectre. iTunes video didn't pause. Fucking poltergeist. Uh, yeah, destitute caretaker gets uh, targeted by the ruthless son of a powerful family who lives on a planet in need of a new heir. So she travels with a genetically engineered warrior to the planet in order to stop his tyrant reign. This is, of course, starring Channing Tatum, Mila Kunis, Eddie Redmayne, Sean Beam, Douglas Booth, and a handful of others. Uh, written and directed by, what are we calling them now? The Wachowski Starship. Wachowski Starship. Now, now tell, tell everybody where that came about. <laughs> Well, it's it's from a Hollywood reporter. My my friend William Bibiani reminded me of this. He uh, he's a critic over at Crave Online. Check out their shit. It's fucking good. He has a great podcast called the B Movies Podcast. Um, so I hope he reciprocates a plug at some point. Uh, but anyway, um, over at Hollywood Reporter, uh, there was this story a few Fantastic Fests ago. Um, about how they jokingly, Wachowskis jokingly introduced themselves as the Wachowski starship for a screening. I think it was Cloud Atlas at the time. Um, 
And so the Hollywood Reporter uh, article was about how you should introduce them and just and call them Wachowski Wachowski Starship. And I think that's a fucking great title. Well, it certainly uh, speaks to how much I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'd rather be listening to Jefferson Starship, to be quite honest. I'd rather be listening to Starship. <laughs> um. So this movie, uh, this movie is yet another film that uh, was uh, quite delayed. It's supposed to be a summer blockbuster of uh, last year, mm-hmm. then got uh, pushed to October, and then got pushed all the way to the beginning of the year. The first time yes. we thought we were like, okay, well, they, they, the rumors were it was just kind of reshoots and stuff, and they had to put a little, little extra time in the oven there to uh, make sure everything was done properly. And they're like, okay, well, now we're releasing it in October. We're like, well, okay, we got to wait a couple months, but sure. Then uh, you know, a couple months rolls around just before October, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need to push that to February." Um, yeah, and yeah. Then so um, at that point, we we're like, "Ooh, this is not a good sign." Uh, so this movie uh, played just recently at Sundance, and I believe they said about seventy five percent of the crowd walked. And uh, at this point, I can say I don't blame them. No, uh, this movie is a stinker. Um, yes. I I think for the biggest uh, my biggest problem with this movie is um, they try to do so much with everything and failed on all fronts. Um, yeah, so, it's, it's garbage, right? Uh, it's it's way too much. It's the it's the fucking problem that um, that the Green Lantern movie had. Right. There's way too much for them to ever make a two hour movie. It's not even that long. Right. The, like this movie is uh, something like two hours and 15 minutes. Two or seven. Something. Uh, yeah. It's it's just over two hours. Right. Um, and at least five of that's got to be the fucking end credits. So literally two hours. Um, it's not long enough to they have so much story crammed in here. It's it's like if you were to take all of the Star Wars films the first three and boil them down into basic essential plot elements and force them into two hours of runtime yeah how how much sense would that make and that's what the problem is there's so many they try so so many layers and that's the thing is that like i think especially since you know the matrix and stuff the matrix is what got them off the ground that yes. was their big giant thing that that brought these these at the time guys, uh, you know, whatever, uh, to um the, the to the forefront and made everybody go, holy shit, check this out. We got some new talent here that are doing some really qu- wild and crazy stuff. And the mythos of all the Matrix and stuff was really cool. Everybody kind of dug what was going on, and they kind of saddled themselves with that sort of idea from that point on. And uh, well, at least that I think, and, and, and stuff that's original type stuff, mm-hmm. especially like like this. I mean, we're not going to count like Speed Racer because that's a completely different sort of yeah. I, I thought well, altogether. And, I, and I liked Cloud Atlas, although I will say that uh, that you know that film, pardon me, that film was uh, directed by both them and Tom Tecor, the guy that uh, did uh, Run Run Lola Run, right? right? Uh, and I found his scenes to be like his sequences in that film to be much better than the Wachowski starship sequences. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it was just that he was, you know, so he did in that film, Tequer was responsible for the poet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the 70s stuff, uh, like the investigative reporter thing with Holly Berry and, um, and the modern day stuff with uh, what's his face. Fuck. Um, 
in any case, right, so Tequa directed those. The Wachowskis, of course, did, like, the prehistoric, the crazy uh, uh, sailor, and then the um, future, yeah. right? And I, there's just something about that movie uh, that, like, those Wachowski sequences are not relatable to me. I don't hate them. I don't dislike them. Like, the, I just feel like the stuff that Tequer did was much more in tune with uh, maybe that sprawling comic sensibility that seems to run through all of it. And they just mm-hmm. took themselves way too seriously. Um, and I feel like that's a problem in this movie, too. Yeah, it, it takes itself way too seriously. It tries to expound upon stuff that, like that doesn't doesn't need it or isn't warranted or stuff that nobody asked for. It's like, I don't walk into this movie thinking, boy, I hope I get a rich and varied back history of shit that you really don't only, you, you, you delve into, but yet you only touch so lightly. And yeah, I mean, well, like it's a, I think what's really disappointing is this is a world that if built properly and over time would be a really interesting sci-fi universe. Oh Yeah. Right. But it's so concisely crammed together that there's almost no breathing room. Uh, Mila Kunis, who plays Jupiter Jones. Right. Uh, First of all, Jupiter Jones. What yeah. got to be one of the worst uh, heroin names I've ever heard in my life. Is she yes. a comic book character from the 60s? That's yeah, terrible. Ex- exactly. Right. Um, Stan yeah. Lee wrote well, that character name. <laughs> But her but, name's uh, gonna be Jupiter Jones. Well, Jupiter Jones is much more in the line of DC's uh, naming heritage, mm. well, with the uh, alliteration, right? Well, uh, Stanley had a lot of that too. He did, but you know, uh, but and I can case, only do a right? Stanley impression. I can't do a DC <laughs> Comics impression. Get off my back. <laughs> um. So here, here's the thing. Uh, it, like, literally within 15 minutes, uh, like of movie time of Jupiter finding out like there are more things in this universe than just human beings on earth. And also that she is a, uh, a Royal, uh, no nobility, right. Uh, of some sort, uh, which has to do with business enterprise. Uh, and that she, uh, has gone through like actually getting her credentials and paperwork. All this happens within 15 minutes. And then the next scene is her, agreeing to marry a dude for a business agreement in fucking space where she has no fucking idea what's going on at all. And it's, I don't know. She's either so stupid or so trusting, but either way, it's like plot wise. Why would she behave that way? There's not enough time for her to like actually cope with what's going on. She seems super chill with the fact that like somebody was just trying to kill her because she's a space princess or some shit. Like, I don't know, man. It's (laughs) there's so much garbage in this thing. I mean, you do you spend like five minutes going to get her wedding registry papers and shit, and you're like, what? What? What is this doing in this movie? That that scene was fucking awesome. At least it was kind of funny, but I mean, like, it has no place in this movie. Well, except that, like, this is the one clever sci-fi reference that they built into it, right? Because it not only is it reminiscent of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, but it's also reminiscent of the bureaucratic sci-fi movie of all time, right? Brazil. And it it fucking ends with Terry Gilliam. Which is funny. 
right? And like that's the one moment of brilliance in this movie is the <laughs> scene that really is not that important that goes on for that could ever. that could totally and be then, <laughs> lost and wouldn't lose anything. Yeah. But and it is it is entertaining. Yeah, you know. Uh, but but I I didn't hate that it was in there because I was like, oh, this is clever. Uh, instead instead of like, why the fuck is he a dog hybrid? Why the fuck is Channing Tatum on space skates? What like, yeah. No, this those is... fucking space skates, man. I swear to Christ, one. I kid you not. One, there is a scene at the end of this movie where he skates through a fucking uh, vortex hole that is opened up to get them safely off of the planet Jupiter. He skates and catches up to a fucking spaceship. Why not? In fucking anti-gravity boots. Like he's ice skating across the galaxy. And your problem with this is what? It's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. And and it looks like shit. It looks like they CG'd him into this, like like filming him ice skating against a green screen. You know what it, it looks it, like. That. You know what it felt like to me. Felt like uh, you know you just get home from church, you flip off your bad your your bad shoes, and then you have like what what we lovingly always call church socks, and then you yeah. slide around on the linoleum floor. That's what it looked like. Where you just kind of like, look, look at like me, that. swoosh, swoosh, but, swoosh, and you just kind of have a fun ice skating on the floor with, with your socks. And that's what this looked like. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> it's not, it is not cool. They, they right? rotoscoped like, in a little bit of lights at the background. Go, hey, check it out. He's got, uh, you know, rocket skates, whatever the hell. Who cares? Yeah, right. <laughs> who fucking, who cares? We're going to give you a two-sentence explanation well, about why this works, and, and you're just going to buy it. And, you know, like, there's no, like, reason for it. It's not cool. Right, like there's nothing low rent about any of this shit, right? Like he's supposedly a mercenary who <laughs> right, who's been hired to track this person down. He has got to be the least mercenary guy I've ever fucking seen. He looks like an he looks like a and, shitty and extra about, from an InSync video. Yeah, and, and talk about uh rocket boots and, and ripping off other sci-fi movies. I you know, I have no fucking idea who had the idea first. But God damn it, Peter Quill has fucking rocket boots in Guardians of the Galaxy. And it works because of that movie's overall aesthetic. And because he doesn't skate around on them the whole goddamn movie. He's like, look at me go because I'm yeah, skating it's, on it's some like, boots. like, oh, I've got to click him on and get out of this fucking situation, right? Like, yeah. uh, It's like a logical use for using, them. Using, Here it's using just like, sparingly. oh, look at this fucking space skating. It's awesome. It's like the Silver Surfer, but it's fucking Channing Tatum. <laughs> this movie almost ruins my, my C. Tate train. Yeah. And I fucking like that guy a lot. Yeah, he was, for somebody, like, the most charismatic person kind of in the cast, and he, like, really takes a dive on this. And I'm not blaming him. Yeah. I'm blaming no, me them. me either. I, I, well, you know, I think, I feel like what got in there, what happened is he got in there, and uh, they put those fucking pointy dog ears on him. And uh, he was just like, you know what? Fuck this. And We're going to give you Vulcan him. ears and frosted tips. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, that's going to mean that you're hybrid with a dog. Okay. Like, all right. So, in sync Vulcan guy is hybrid dog thing. I don't know, man. There, it's just this movie is bad. Let's it's talk about bad. some more bad people. Eddie Redmayne. I think we should take oh away God. his Oscar nomination after this film. Uh, you don't deserve yeah, that dude, because, my good lord. I put this in my review at the split screen. If Which is a good movie, review, by the way. If this movie had come out before the Oscar nominations, both he and Channing Tatum would have been norbited. No fucking doubt. 
And, and if you guys don't know what being Norbited means, <laughs> look up Norbit. Norbit's great. Norbit, listen, Norbit get. <laughs> listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. Norbit gets a lot of shit. There's some. There's a couple of fun moments oh, in Norbit. I, I watched it on a plane. The quality of it. I'm telling you that that's what happened to Eddie Murphy. No, that's true. You, right? you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> that's what happened to his Oscar. Is Norbit. It, everybody was just like, oh, he's the front runner for this. Oh man, the best best performance Eddie Murphy's ever given. Oh, this is gonna be. What the fuck? Just what now? Hold yeah, on. Now, what is wait. this? Oh, okay, come on now. Exactly. Uh, How and, dare you, sir? And it's true. Like Eddie Redmayne in this movie is so fucking terrible. It's almost un- like unbelievable. Uh, I'm about he, to fall asleep with every sentence. <laughs> just like he has two little outbursts that are like fucking weird. He goes between uh, like uh, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now and like Charlie's Theron in Snow White. Which is actually a really good performance, but like that over the top, right? Yeah. Like very subdued, understated to the point of almost not being able to understand because he's whispering every fucking line for no reason to just like screaming two lines and crying. Well, it's because uh, they get like, I don't know, they get old and then they jump into the Lazarus pit or something. I don't know what happens. That's the best analogy I can give for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, it's that that's what the that's what they kill the humans for, right? Is to get that like life essence. See a, another like expensive. little kind of shitty almost matrixy sort of like, okay, this is it's more of this. Soylent Green. Yeah, it's bad. Right? Like it's another goddamn ripoff is uh it's Soylent Green. What's what's the Lazarus bath? Uh, it's fucking Soylent Green. It's fucking humans. Yeah. Uh, but but Eddie Redmayne also looks fucking terrible in this movie he looks like he's so fucking pale and washed out he looks like an old man's walking corpse i just wanted to scream can someone get this guy some chapstick yes oh my goodness yes he i don't know he looks fucking terrible in this movie and he he is an actually giving an actually bad performance and i think that he's unaware of it it's i don't think that it's like channing tatum where like like, I got the sense from Tatum that he just stopped giving a shit about being in this movie. Yeah, he does have that look of, like, I just, look, <laughs> yeah, this like, is a paycheck. I'm doing it. It's high budget. It's high budget. I signed up for me. this before I, like, became accepted kind of thing, right? <laughs> People like me now. Why am I doing this? Yeah, and uh, and Redmayne, I think, just, like, really thinks that what he's doing is good. Because no, like, he's trying to sell it. In some way, I don't, I don't know. He's fucking god awful. It, it, yeah, he, he's horrid. Uh, Mila Kunis, who, who I like and stuff, uh, just you know, she's, whatever. There's it's nothing. The she doesn't do anything. She's like the least, you know, do nothing well, heroine that you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah, well, she has no agency, first of all, which is unfucking acceptable in this day and age, right? To to have like your main character in a fucking action movie be a woman who is constantly just there to be saved by men. But is... she's not even doing that really well because, like, and, and no, here's the thing: not, but, I don't even mind just... a damsel in distress, but at least make it somewhat entertaining. It doesn't even seem like she's that fucking distressed. No, or that. Or like that she, I think what makes the damsel in distress part of it so fucking terrible is that she, because of the way the script is compressed and she behaves in it, she comes off as someone who is fucking stupid and does not understand that she is like, everyone wants her dead, which is explained to her the first time she finds out that there are not humans about. Right. Like like the first lesson you should learn from all of this when you start learning that there's a whole universe full of creatures that your 
uh, like supposed to have some part in is everyone wants you dead. And you know that because the first thing that you ever found out about this universe was that someone was trying to kill you. And she doesn't act like that at all. No. And, and, and she doesn't fight for herself that much. I mean, she kind of gets, goes at it with Eddie Redmayne, but also like, you know, fuck. I don't fucking know. Man. There's a stupid shit no with agency. her dad that doesn't make any sense. And first of all, I do want to ask this. Um, where can I find the cleaning agency that will send me a maid like that? That's all I'm asking. Yeah. they. I don't know that that exists. Uh, but if it does, please forward me their number. I will have yeah, them come I, and I clean things. I actually think the family stuff is like the only working thing in this whole movie. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, like the stuff with her actual Russian immigrant family, I think, is the only thing that works. Yeah, I mean, you buy it as, as what a family would be. And I, I mean, I like the kind of head of the household there. I'm not sure. I can't remember what his position was, per se. It's her, her uncle. Right? Is that her uncle? I guess yeah, so. Yeah, because... Uh, it's her cousin who's yeah, his yeah, father yeah, yeah. who tries to get her to sell her eggs for money, which uh, is another stupid thing, but whatever. The, yet another plot that means <laughs> jack fucking shit all. Shit. There's no, God almighty, they try to cram so much into this. The CGI is, is awful in this. Oh yeah, Can, oh, let's take just a minute to, uh, this movie had to dump so much money into this shitty CGI. I, I will say, when you were looking at space and spaceships, it looks damn pretty. Mm -hmm. But as soon as there is a human being interacting with any of that shit, it looks god awful. That's oh, pretty bad. And, it, and it, has, it has the worst process shots I've ever fucking seen in any movie uh, made in the past 10 years where they didn't, like, it wasn't a low budget movie, right? Like, but there are shots in here that look as bad as. Uh, uh, when, when fucking, uh, what's his name, jumps through the shark with the. With the chainsaw and Sharknado, <laughs> right? They look that bad, right? Like like the the asylum quality wow. CG. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm dead serious. I'm not I'm not just joking. But it it's interspersed with like it, good it stuff, is, so it's just like okay, well that was good. Well that was kind of like what now? Yeah, back and forth. Um, and it all like I don't know it. A lot of the really bad CGI has to do with like the big action sequences where it's you know. Tatum on his uh, skates, hanging out, kicking ass. And then the CG just looks like fucking shit. They just blur around the human beings and uh, put them on some green screen and hope you don't notice that it looks like a really bad yeah. process shot. And so when she's going to like sell her eggs and stuff, like the little creatures that come out and get her and stuff, it's just like they look just like Saturday matinee kind of. They look like they look like Doctor Who, you know, stuff. But yeah. and here's the, and here's the bad part is there's a bit from there taken from Doctor Who where it's just like, oh, you took a picture of them, but you don't remember, uh, you don't remember actually seeing them. I'm like, what are we doing? Some fucking silent stuff here? I'm like, now you're just ripping off Doctor Who too. Come on. Yeah, I think I think probably, and they like, kind of look like little tiny miniature silence creatures. So that yeah. it's like, come well, on. Well, and they also look like miniature gray aliens, right? Uh, no, but with the face that they had, that's very silencey. But they're yeah, tiny. That's, that's true. But but I but I think what they're playing at, right, is that like there are these different races, and that these these are in charge of uh, like keeping people from finding out things, uh, and that's why people have seen them, and they have those descriptions, right? So I think, like, they were playing around with that. It just doesn't work. It's it's awful. It looks bad, which is why it doesn't work. And, and 
And it doesn't help that this movie literally rips off every other sci-fi movie of the past 20, 30 years. Even their own uh, to a lesser degree. And that's what kind of sucks, yes. too. It's just like you're rehashing shit you did before, but not even doing it as well as you did, which yes. is pathetic. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not just Doctor Who. Like, Soylent Green I've already mentioned. Um, this, it's, uh, shit, I forgot. I read another review um, that was pretty funny, but uh, basically it was like, this is... This is the equivalent of all of the shitty movies that came out in 78, 79, and 80, uh, which were all just ripoffs of Star Wars, trying to capitalize on Star Wars. But it's not even that, in, like, it's not even as enjoyable as some of those movies. This is the black hole to the, to the Matrix. Yeah. For, for the Wachowski Starship. Yeah. Yeah. Wachowski yeah. is... Starship, black hole. That's what Jupiter Ascending is. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've, I, 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 honest to God, two hours, I had to try to stop myself from falling asleep a couple of times as much. And like during action stuff, this movie's, this movie's boring, even in action. Oh yeah. No, we, uh, I went to see this one with Marsha. I, you know, it was a struggle at moments not to walk out of this fucking thing. It was bad. Uh, just because like it, it took forever. Right. So so I complained earlier uh, this year about how Black Hat felt like it took forever. This movie was 40 minutes shorter than that and felt as long. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, which is <laughs> just unnecessary. Like at a, at a, for a big sci-fi epic to come in at, an, at two hours, uh, it should not feel like it's almost three hours. It should not feel like that. I, I think uh, like the last Transformers movie felt shorter than this. Yeah, and it, I, and it was at least fifty minutes longer. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this movie overall, I mean, they tried so hard with everything, and it just seemed like trying to throw every egg into every basket, and to make sure you have as many eggs as humanly possible, and you dropped all of them on the way. Yeah, it's just like we've got fifteen ba- <laughs> baskets full of all the eggs. We're gonna make it to the finish line. Trip and it's fall sitting boom. And it's sitting at a at a higher rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's fucking inexplicable. Like uh, that, this is so. This is at twenty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and Seventh Son is at ten percent. I think, uh, and I think they're about the same. They're right? about the same. I'd, I'd put them on the but same I, category. I mean, g- comparison yeah. to what they what they do and what they set to accomplish for each particular film. Because Seventh Son's obviously a lower budget kind of fantasy flick. This is a higher budget sci fi flick. Yeah. So I mean, they I, even I out to about the same. I would equal say equal quality, but Seventh Son, as I as I mentioned earlier, is less offensively bad than this movie is. I don't think they were trying to make the movie that Jupiter Sending is trying to make. Right for sure. No, not at all. So skip the movies this week, kids. Don't go see anything. Fuck well, that go noise. Go see SpongeBob. Go see SpongeBob. That's at least fun. You you'll have fun with that. Yeah. So do do that. Um, so next week, uh, we got some big stuff. So next week, uh, the Kingsman is coming out. I'll be doing a full review of that over here, movie podcast. And, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it here too. Cause I'm sure that you're, you're, you're wanting to see Can't that. Can't wait to see it. Uh, cause I'm very much looking forward to that. And we're going to do something, uh, a little outside the box for this podcast. We're yeah, going to go see it. We're going to go see, uh, yeah, uh, the box. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> out, of, out of the closet. Out of the closet and under the, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is a big phenomenon, and we're going to talk about the the history of the book, its reception. We're going to talk about this movie, this movie's reception. Oh, I'm not reading the book either. I just know something about it. That's all. But I am going to watch Secretary. 
Yeah, we're going to try to watch Secretary too, so we can have something to com- uh, compare it against a movie that portrays this kind of, uh, shall we say, activities in a uh, different in, in a different manner. I haven't seen I haven't seen uh, fucking um, Fifty Shades yet, so I can't I can't talk about it just yet because I don't really know. So I'm not going to yeah. pull that out of my ass. Who or knows? Nothing. It might be good. It might be we're, good. We were talking earlier, and uh, and if you've seen any of the uh, promotional material, it looks like they like, uh, what's her name, Dakota? Ah, oh, fuck. Johnson, right? It's, it's uh, Don Johnson's story, right? With Mel- with Melanie Griffith, oh, okay. um, Dakota Johnson, and whatever the fuck his name, Dornan or whatever hell, uh, ha- they have zero fucking chemistry. Mm. Like like in interviews, it looks like they can barely stand to be in the same room as one another. <laughs> I fucking hate this guy. Uh, so because he know, beat her, watching man. Some, <laughs> watching some sex scenes between them is going to be brutal. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have high hopes. It looks out this week, and I hope bad. that it comes around us because I'd love to talk about it. Uh, and and I've really been looking forward to it. Is what we do in the shadows, the uh, vampire mockumentary by uh, Jemaine Clement of Flight of the Concords. I think I've heard of it, like at least in passing. I don't. I'm, I haven't seen. I'm anything super excited it. about it. Um, but it's coming out. It's limited this coming week, so it may not make it to Atlanta. It may not make it to Charlotte, but we'll see. Why not? Definitely Fifty Shades of Grey, though. Yeah, so we'll we'll and do Fifty we'll, Shades. We'll talk about Kingsman. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we we got a couple of flicks on the docket, so no worries about that. We'll definitely come back, and I'm so gonna try to sneak in a Violet Year this this week. I don't. No, we'll it's do that. so less I'll few get... so less few screenings right now. So I think that may be what kind of fucks me at the end of the day. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sneak that in. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's it, everybody. That's our review for this week. Uh, two not so hot movies. Go out and see SpongeBob. It's better better time for everybody, and you can take the kids to that and they'll like it. Though my little niece, she just, she just like if you're flipping through the channels and you're like ah, SpongeBob, we'll stop on that. She goes, she goes, I'm not allowed. She's like four. She goes, I'm not allowed to watch SpongeBob, and I'm like, why? I'm just not. I'm like, okay, I don't know why, but whatever. We'll flip the channel. It's so weird. But uh, oh, yeah, I, yeah. Well, because they say things that their mommy and daddy don't want them to hear, like. Like, but and they make know. jokes that go over their heads. Yeah, they might have ideas. And I'm like, I've never, world. I've never seen anything on this program that I'm like. But if mom says no, whatever, sure. No, like, like we said earlier, I was watching Ren and Stimpy was when I was like six and seven. Oh my right? gosh! Like, if you look back at that stuff now, that you're just like, why did our parents let us watch this? Yeah, it's I mean, so it was perverse the most for young kids. Shit. But but also like I absolutely don't. Re- I remember being grossed out by it, right? Because it was like a lot of booger jokes and vomit and. So, like, you know, as a kid, I glommed onto that shit. There was a super awesome bit that I will never forget. It is essentially, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit here, where it was, uh, they had uh, Powder Toast Man, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a bit where he just goes, he's flying through the air, and he tells one of them, he's like, grab onto my buttocks, you'll be fine, and, like, just buries his head right in his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, as a kid, I'm just like, that is fucking hilarious. Why is that so funny? And just the way they drew everything was so cool in that show. But uh, uh, I guess that's a kid's, but like a SpongeBob maybe a modern day that. But I think that that show was way more perverse than 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 fucking SpongeBob is. Anyways, uh, so go out and see SpongeBob. Don't see these other flicks. Don't waste your fucking time. Um, well, you know, all. like I said, Seventh Son's a streamer. Yeah, streamer. Um, yeah, because it's with piss. All right, so Matt, where can <laughs> we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir? Uh, I've been uh, kind of tumbling. Uh, conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com and then also I've been uh, writing movie reviews again over at the splitscreen.wordpress.com uh, kind of probably trying to do a couple a week not always the ones that I talk about here although recently they have been 
Um, so check that out. Yeah, is Jupiter sending uh, Jupiter sending reviews actually really good? And uh, thanks, I, man. I, I, I pity the uh, I pity myself because I can't write. That's why I do these shows so I don't have to write <laughs> words. <laughs> I could just yap. That that I got well, in spades. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, okay, and so you can uh, follow the film find at the film find on the tweets. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the film find. Uh, listen to my other podcast, Hero Movie Podcast at heromoviepodcast.com. This week, like I said previously, uh, we talked about the first four chapters of uh, Captain Marvel, the serials from 1941. Uh, really, really good stuff, and I think it's totally worth folks' time to go check that stuff out. So I uh, really dig that. So go listen to that podcast. Uh, come back here uh, next week, and uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, and we'll be talking the Kingsman and stuff. So a whole bunch of cool stuff we're going to be doing. So stay tuned, everybody. Stay subscribed. Tell a friend. Uh, review us on iTunes. All that fantastic stuff. Thank you so much for those of you who have done that, and for you guys continuing to uh, subscribe and listen every week. We really appreciate that. So until next time, everybody, for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Porkus. Take it easy, everybody. Everybody talking about the seventh sun in the whole round world. There is only one, and I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one. The one I call the seventh sun. I can tell your future, it will come to pass. I can do things to you, make your heart feel glad. Look in the sky, predict the rain. It's got another main I'm the one Oh, I'm the one I'm the one, I'm the one The one to call the seventh son I can talk these words That will sound so sweet They will even make your little heart Skip a beat Heal a sick Raise a dead Make the little girls talk Out of their heads I'm the one I'm the one I'm the one, I'm the one I wanna call the seventh son Sweet, they will even make your little heart skip a beat. Heal a sick, raise a dead, and make the little girls talk out of their heads. I'm the one. Oh, I'm the one. I'm the one, I'm the one. My one to call the seventh son. And also, it doesn't fucking matter because uh, Seventh Son uh, has a worldwide uh, gross of $90 million. Who the fuck are you foreigners? 
What are you going to go see this? Why? Why not? I don't know. I would have gone to see it whether we were doing the podcast or not because I like these uh, types of movies and I've seen far shittier ones. A lot of them are on Netflix right now. Mm. A.K.A. Sword and Sandals movies from from the fucking like Conan the Barbarian ripoff era. I'm just saying, like, if you like Beastmaster mm. and think Beastmaster is enjoyable, Seventh Son is not the fucking worst movie for you to watch i know there are people who who enjoy that shit uh who will say that but they're fucking wrong and i say that as someone who enjoys beastmaster i haven't seen beastmaster since i was a kid exactly i don't think most people have i saw it recently it's fucking god awful i still enjoy it it's a shitty conan the barbarian knockoff and conan the barbarian wasn't that fucking good no, it wasn't. <laughs> so so N- neither of them. <laughs> yeah, no, neither one. <laughs> at, at least one had more about snake demons than the other, I guess. Mm. Uh, I people really have nostalgia for that first one, man. They love that flick, and I'm just there's like, one, this is not a good movie. Scene, and it's the line that everybody quotes, and that's all you need to know about it. Yeah, it's like that's not. I'm sorry, that's not a good movie. It's just not. It's corny and it's fun in that kind of way, but it ain't a good movie. No, well, it's it's as good as the Conan the Barbarian 3D movie that came out. It's it's as yeah, good as that. People shat all over that movie. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like this is yeah. just as good as that the other one. It is, it is exactly the same. There, it's it's the modern day equivalent. So just <laughs> shut up. Yeah, it's it is exactly as good as that movie was then. No man, <laughs> no. fucking. John Milius? No, shut up about that. I'll fucking punch you. I mean, look, I like John Milius as much as the next guy. Yeah, but still. Conan the Barbarian is not the John Milius movie you want to argue. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is not the one you want to pick. Hey, hey, throw me some Patton, we'll talk. You know what I'm saying? But you want yeah, to fucking talk about, you know, f- no. This guy fucking wrote uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, fuck your Conan the Barbarian a little bit. <laughs> I was a key line pie Red in my Dawn. mouth. That was weird. Dillinger, for fuck's sake. Uh, Red Dawn was balls. That's another fucking one that but people it, are like, Red still, Dawn's great. No, Red Dawn's shit. better than Conan the Barbarian. Well, I don't know. I put... Um, but his if, Dillinger movie with fucking Warren Oates is awesome. Fucking Warren Oates. Yeah, Warren fucking Oates, man. Um... What was I just thinking about? That's kind of that era that's actually good. Um, the sword and sandal stuff? Oh, I was going to say, Roadhouse is better than all of them. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, and that's a shit movie, but at least it's a shit movie that I think knows that it's a shit movie. Yeah, and it's also a fucking musical. Yeah. <laughs> such, such, th- a, oh, man. It's a shit trash musical, and it's fucking awesome. Did you ever see, um, or did you ever listen to the um, Roadhouse commentary with Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier? No, I it haven't, but I, I have it downloaded. I just great. haven't watched the movie since then, because I got rid of my uh, VHS of it, finally. Oh, my gosh. The Blu-ray that, has, that it comes out with, it's, it's got that, and it is so good. So it's, it's on the Blu-ray? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they then put it on the Blu-ray. the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Hell yeah. It is just, they talk about how this is just one of the most, you know, gay movies ever. (laughs) 
but it's also like one of the most satisfying like throwaway hollywood films right like that's its charm yeah it's 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 stupid it's funly stupid yeah it's it's just a thoroughly enjoyable movie and there's nothing wrong with that shit this blu-ray is 8.99 let me make sure it's the right edition I'm sure it is. They can't have released this fucking thing more than once. We got 16 review new releases on this, man. This is like the fucking Evil Dead of... 